heavy track today. Yeah, not vibing risky lettuce, getting sinker vibes. I don't know, says on the Tab app she's firming. Don't just vibe it, get expert tips in Tab's new race feed. Tab, we're on. What are you really gambling with? Stay informed about the state of racing with RSN's Racing Pulse. Time now to have a chat to Matt Welsh, of course, the General Executive of Racing for Racing Victoria. We can have a bit of a holistic look back on the Spring Carnival, especially the new and improved uh, Extra Spring Day, which was the Caulfield 1000 featuring the 1000 Guineas and the Rupert Clark on Saturday. Plus, we've had the big announcement in the last couple of days as well that the Richest Maiden Series run in Australia will be back on again and it will be at Pakenham on their Cup Night as well. Matt Welsh joins us this morning. Morning, Matt. Good morning, Michael. Good to be with you. Um, I'm keen to delve a little deeper into Saturday because as a as a racing fan, a punter watching on, I really enjoyed having two Group 1s on the Saturday at Caulfield. I know not everything um, worked out 100% positively. We've got the issues with the track that the club will deal with and the rail placement moving forward. But overall, what was Racing Victoria's viewpoint on the new Group 1 day at the end of the carnival? Michael, we were really pleased with a lot of the metrics out of Saturday. Uh, it was great to have nice weather as a starting point, and that always makes it easier. Uh, there was a reasonable crowd on course, I think about uh, 7,700 or thereabouts, the MRC reported. Uh, there were challenges as well with public transport disruption, so I don't think there were any trains coming in and out of Caulfield. So that's a real challenge, given it's a track most people get to by train. So good crowd. I thought the atmosphere on course was excellent. They had a number of activations in the public. So tick for that. I thought the racing was very good. The 1,000 guineas for mine, probably one of the best additions in the last decade. Uh, David Hegan, our handicapper, has reported that uh, the Savupa Clark at this stage will be the second highest rating edition of the race in the last five years. Mm. And that's with scope for it to go higher. So we'll, uh, magic time and the first four horses over the line's performances to the end of the season will influence that rating. So if she goes on and does something better than what she did on Saturday or continues to improve and the rating will go up. So, yeah, I don't think the Rupert, Sir Rupert Clark was an absolutely vintage edition of the race, but I think we had a good winner and those early figures would suggest that the race is rated well. The balance of the program, I think, worked uh, in the most part. There's probably, a, in hindsight, a couple of races that we might tinker with for next year. But I think in summarising, good start, it achieved what we wanted to and um, onwards and upwards to next year. So it has been locked in moving forward? That change is now permanent? Well, we're going through the race dates process at the moment, so uh, we'll start meeting with clubs. We've got a meeting with two of the Metro clubs today, another one later in the week, and then we head out on country road shows next week. So we're getting right into the 24-25 race dates process at the moment. Uh, I think based off yesterday, or on Saturday, I should say, it'd be hard to think that uh, we do anything differently next year by way of the day. Uh, we might tinker with the support program, but I think everyone's very pleased with how it went. And uh, as AJ said last week, Rome isn't built in a day, uh, but we certainly built some solid foundations there at Caulfield on Saturday. When the wagering is all important, especially in this softening market, um, what were the figures from Saturday? They were good. They were good, as you say, in a softening market. So uh, as the spring has gone on, uh, we've seen those prevailing and softening trends year on year, which which we forecast heading into the season, so it was no surprise. But uh, Saturday was circa $73 million uh, of turnover, 
Uh, that's up sort of somewhere between 15 and 20% on the, the corresponding meeting last year. And, and what we noted last year was a big drop-off from Champion Stakes Day into the subsequent meeting. So we lost about 60% of turnover um, from one week to the next. And this year, that figure's improved to about 30% of turnover. So a much lower drop-off. Uh, the 1,000 guineas itself uh, moved from a Wednesday to a Saturday. Uh, it looks like it's up about 75% year on year. And then going back to the Underwood meeting, uh, which replaced the Rupert Clark meeting in September, uh, it was up 8 to 9% year on year. That is obviously including mm. the December 10th race. So when you look at all these changes uh, in a macro sense, I, I think they've been positive, noting that, as I said, it's a starting point. It's uh, something for us to build on. This one meeting doesn't guarantee future success, but uh, we're pleased with how it's kicked off. The other thing I'll say is it also gives something for Channel 7 to come back to as well. Uh, so obviously they, uh, they don't have racing during Cup Week. It really gave them, them something to promote um, coming out of, of our Cup Week when they're obviously covering Sydney and, and other states. And they, were, they had a good presence on course on Saturday. And uh, it was we were able to rebuild momentum with them, uh, who broadcast racing sort of 48, 49 weeks of the year. So that was another pleasing element to it. The the differential in the turnover obviously was compared to Cranbourne Cup Day last year. So we've got the Cranbourne Cup this coming Saturday, which is obviously a great meeting. Um, but it is that country meeting or the provincial meeting, which may soon become a um, a city. Um, standard track, but in the eyes of punters, it's not one of the three metro tracks. So is there a thought process that you could even extend it out one more week and change the zipping classic meeting so it would be run the week after what is now the new Thousand Guineas and Rupert Clark meeting and then start the Country Cup series? Or or is that too much of an issue from a programming point of view? Well, look, we certainly take a look at those sorts of things during this race dates process. Um, we want to make the spring and the program better, not worse, and that's the goal of everything we do. So we'll assess it. Cranbourne Cup is, is a really important meeting for us, as is the Ballarat Cup in a couple of weeks' time, which is going to kick off a terrific summer of racing. Uh, Neil Bainbridge out of Cranbourne does a, a wonderful job. It's uh, one of the main training bases in Australia, and, of course, we saw the addition of Tiakau this year and uh, Imperatrice's first campaign uh, at Cranbourne saw a go to probably been the world's best sprinter. So it's an important meeting for us. We hope it performs very well on Saturday. There's no doubt it belongs at this back end of spring period. Um, but through the race dates process, we'll have a look at where the Zipping Classic meeting belongs, where all these meetings through summer belongs. And um, if there's enhancements to be made, then uh, we'll look at it but um, certainly too early to speculate at this stage. What are some of the other changes that you'd like to see made as part of this review? I know um, Flemington, uh, it was a great atmosphere. The crowds were back and I thought the racing was really good. But a, a few of the days, the, the turnover was probably a little disappointing from what you may have expected, especially Champions Day, where it was a brilliant day of racing. So... Uh, are you pushing to have 10 races on the Derby Day and also Champions Day moving forward? Oh, we'll, we'll look at that again, Michael. Uh, there's no doubt the 10th race through the early part of the spring was really successful. Uh, and through that first six or seven weeks of feature meetings, turnover was down uh, significantly less year on year than it has been uh, through the back end of the season. So 
Uh, we, we will look at that. Uh, we've got meetings with the VRC coming up over the next couple of weeks. Uh, we chatted to them about it last year. But, you know, the Carnival is a unique beast in that it's 37 races across four days. Uh, we certainly don't want to compromise the track. Uh, but if we can, you know, if we land on mutual ground with the VRC, noting it's a decision between two parties, then, um, you know, it might be something we consider. But I think more will become clear on, or we'll be able to provide more detail on what that might look like sort of mid, mid to late December, uh, once we've had a chance to circle back with all the clubs and, uh, of course, chat to the RB board as well. Any discussions for potential changes on Oaks Day? Is there, a, is there in your personal opinion, or Racing Victoria obviously has to be in consultation with the VRC about does Oaks Day need a change? It's obviously got the, the feature race, but good crowds this year. Does it need nine races on Oaks Day? Does there need to be a different slant or focus on that day? Oh, I think that's certainly something you continue to look at, absolutely. Uh, it's the one day that everyone's at work, so it's a big, it's a big, um, big thing to ask of people to take a full day off to go to the races. Uh, so you've got to weigh that into calculations. It's also... Not surprisingly, the lowest turnover day of the, the four, four, four uh, Flemington Cup Carnival days. So uh, is there opportunities to tinker with it? I think you have to have those discussions. You've got to do thorough reviews of what is our most important week of racing during our most important carnival of racing for the year and make sure that we are maximising all metrics, attendance being a vital one because we want as many people on courses as you can get, uh, Turnover, eyeballs on TV, all these metrics are, are very important. We've got to make sure that they're maximised during Cup Week. Well, I know MRC spoken about the track, but is that something that you think is able to be um, better managed next year um, with the new Caulfield meeting? It seems that maybe a, a change in rail placement will um, make things, I suppose, not as um, leaderish or on fence. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think first and foremost, Tim Bailey and his team out there at Corfield have done an incredible job, uh, particularly over the last 18 months. Uh, I've never seen that track racing better uh, right through the Cup Carnival. It was spot on right through the spring. It's been spot on. Uh, I think, you know, there, there was mitigating factors that exacerbated any sort of advantage on Saturday. You had the perfect win for leaders, a southwesterly there at Corfield, always going to make it hard to, uh, for those back in the field to, to uh, make ground. You also had some moderate tempos. Uh, the two races that were won by leaders early in the day, I think it was Brazen Style and Let's Roll the Dice, they went really slowly in those races. So those leaders are always going to be hard to run down. Uh, we saw Magic Time come from well off speed, came six wide round the home bend and, and took out the Sarupa Clark Stakes. Now, she might just have panels on them, but there's no doubt there was some sort of edge to be up on speed and closer to the fence, but I think those mitigating um, factors certainly exacerbated it, and we saw throughout the day that it wasn't impossible to make ground. So the club has said that they'll look at that rail position next year, and, and good on them for saying that. Um, you know, potentially it goes out a couple of metres, and we might see an even better track. But I think people just need to bear in mind that um, there was a few circumstances on Saturday that probably made it easier uh, for those horses up on speed as well. I think the introduction of that Country Cup final was uh, was absolutely brilliantly received and it was a great inaugural win uh, by uh, Gemma Riley and the team there. So that is something, no doubt, that you'll be keen to build on moving forward. Oh, absolutely, Michael. Uh, I did envisage it, it probably going as well as it did, particularly on Saturday. Uh, so many con connections there in the yard. 
I think it was a great story, Gemma Riley winning it with Clodagh Moore. Uh, she set the horse for the race. He'd come through uh, the Coleraine Cup, winning that, the Geelong St. Pat's Cup, and also running third in the Mowey Cup. So, uh, look, it's exactly what you want in a winner of the race. A terrific ride by Carlene Heppel following instructions there, taking off uh, well before the home bend, and uh, it was a super win. Uh, we had, of course, the first heats of next year's uh, Country Cup series on Saturday and Sunday with the Dunkeld and, and Donald Cups, and we roll on to Cranbourne. Uh, this Saturday, and uh, there's plenty of country cups over the next few weeks. So really pleased with how that went in year one. I think it'll only get stronger. I think uh, as people have more awareness of it, we can really build that narrative and build uh, the interaction with um, with punters out there. So really, really pleased with year one, and uh, I think it'll only get bigger and stronger from here. Speaking of country cups, we saw the, the further strengthening of the new Pakenham Cup uh, night meeting date with the announcement that the the maiden series of sports but future stars which was so successful last year is back it's you know three hundred thousand dollars um seventy five thousand dollar heats and it's a it's a great initiative that no doubt is going to be very popular as well how do you envisage that inaugural packetham cup on a thursday night meeting playing out oh look i think you've got to build a crowd on a thursday night i think one thing with packetham is They've, they've got real estate with those Thursday nights through summer. So for them to build equity, not just on Pakenham Cup night, but right throughout that January, February into March period is important. So I, I think that they can start build, building some habits from people within the local community coming out to Pakenham on Thursday. And, and that's exactly why it was decided to hold the race on uh, a Thursday night this year. Uh, the Future Stars series was very well received last year. Uh, you've owned plenty of horses, Michael. You know how much blood, sweat and tears goes into just getting a horse to the track, uh, let alone winning a race. So to be able to offer $75,000 of prize money for the uh, the 12 heats and then $300,000 for the final, um, all courtesy of Sportsbet, is um, is fantastic and uh, an initiative that, as I said, was well received last year. Uh, we'll also have the jockeys contest back as well in 24. So the jockeys will be riding for the $50,000 prize pool across the meetings. And uh, the power play, uh, it sort of saw a spike in turnover mm. whenever a power play was enacted last year by one of the jockeys. So we'll have that back as well. And I think there was plenty of them that won last year. So that's uh, an early leg up for the punters when those uh, those meetings come around in January and February. Yeah, first heat, the 11th of Jan. Uh, so it certainly was a... A winner last year, the Future Stars, the Sportsbet Future Stars, and that corporate sponsorship has been important in uh, adding a bit more prize money because we've got the Ladbrokes uh, Lounge, um, those races. Just remind the, the owners and the punters out there what occurs there. It's a Ladbrokes Owners Incentive Scheme. Uh, every flat TAB maiden in Victoria, every flat um, race TAB maiden in Victoria, the owners are eligible for a, a $2,000 bonus. Um, provided they're registered at uh, the Ladbrokes Owners Incentive Scheme. It doesn't require a funded betting account, so it's just a simple registration, and then every horse that you own will be attached to that. So when you win your maiden, you get up to uh, a $2,000 bonus prorated against your ownership share. So great initiative. Uh, We've seen plenty of owners take advantage of it since it was introduced on September 1, um, and certainly something for uh, owners of Victorian racehorses to be aware of. No doubt about that. Um, Matt's been a busy spring carnival. Um, overall assessment, it's a, it's a tick 
um, as far as what the the racing has been. Um, and I think we're probably the outlook moving forward, just needing to expect and um, absorb what the current wagering landscape is, because uh, with the the pressures of the cost of living, interest rates, you don't envisage that improving anytime soon. Oh, look, probably not, Michael. And I think also the rise of competition from sports betting. But, you know, it's not the only metric that is important. Uh, people on course, attendance on course, it's uh, the, one of the highest levels of engagement we can have. And, and pleasingly throughout spring, attendances have been up each and every Saturday, mm. year on year. And, and that's going all the way back to Memsey stakes so that's a great outcome the other measurement that another measurement that is really important is public sentiment towards racing and i just get the feeling that particularly over the last few weeks the public sentiment towards racing has been really positive we've seen plenty of positive stories in papers and it just feels like across the town people have been um, certainly embracing racing this year so that's fantastic. We, we don't stop, of course, and we've got Cranbourne this Saturday, which we're looking forward to, uh, back at, at um, Caulfield for Zipping Classic in Jericho at Warrnambool the following weekend. And then huge summer, uh, Ballarat in its new position, I think will do really well in early December. And the other one worth calling out, which I'm looking forward to, is uh, the Coastal Classic down at Geelong on Jan 6. So that's going to be their first Saturday standalone meeting, uh, $300,000 feature, plenty of community engagement. So I think there's lots for people to continue enjoying in the racing space over summer and hopefully we keep the momentum of Cup Week uh, going for the next couple of months. No, Dad. Uh, just a couple of quick ones as I say goodbye that are coming off the SMS. Um, are you looking at extending the international um, number of runs from uh, two to three or, or possibly more? Uh, so with a, a situation like West Wind Blows would be able to run in a Melbourne Cup if they wanted to? I think the inter-review group will, or the international review group will certainly look at that uh, over the next couple of months. Uh, thorough reviews done every year. That's certainly one that I imagine will be looked at and um, you know considered for tweak next year. Whether that happens or not, we'll wait and see. But... Yeah, obviously, as you said, West Wind Blows uh, chose to run in the Turnbull Stakes and the Caulfield Cup and then wasn't able to run in the Melbourne Cup. Uh, Connections were well aware of that ahead of time and, um, and made that decision in with the full knowledge. But uh, yeah, the review group will no doubt look at those sorts of things over the next few weeks. And one other one, we've been talking about it the last couple of days, the, the number of picnic meetings that are becoming uh, abandoned due to issues with the track. Does that fall under your brief, Matt, or Racing Victoria's? Is that something that's being looked at? Look, I would obviously want to make sure we get as all of the picnic meetings away that are scheduled each year. Uh, they're so important. You know, Matt, Matt Stewart's made you know some great points about the community element and the, the touch points to a, a different sort of crowd. And you know, we have a place a huge amount of value in those picnic meetings. We also place a huge amount of value in safety of, of our jockeys and our horses as well. So, you know, stewards have to take that into account when they're making decisions about meetings such as Yay on Saturday. So uh, ideally, every single meeting goes ahead. That's exactly what we want to see. Uh, Rocky Hillsville on Saturday, nominations are very strong and, and uh, hopefully that meeting goes off uh, without a hitch and there's plenty of people up there enjoying uh, the sun uh, at Hillsville on Saturday. But we are uh, heavily invested in the picnic circuit. We see it as a, a great touch point to uh, a different audience and one that we need to... Uh, continue supporting and investing in. But, does it, does it uh, need it more infrastructure? Must. Well, look, that's something for the tracks team, tracks and maintenance team to assess. Um, 
there's no doubt about that. They need to assess that and whether it's, um, you know, whether it's adequately funded. But I think, you know, um, Saturday at Hillsville hopefully will go off without a hitch and then we continue right throughout the summer with plenty of those meetings and um, you know, a lot of people can get out and enjoy those picnic, picnic races. But everything must be done under the guise of safety as well. So if there's any uh, compromise to safety, uh, then obviously uh, stewards will make decisions based off that. Matt, appreciate your time uh, once again and uh, good luck this weekend, Cranbourne Cup weekend. No worries. Good to chat, Michael.